Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since last night. We had a fantastic show last night. Could want in a program. Perfect dialogue. Amazing guests. The show just keeps evolving. We just keep growing. Better and better every single episode. First and foremost, I want to thank all my guests. My co-hosts, my sponsors, and audience, you are magical. The show is listened to in 25 countries and on 70 online platforms. And everybody, I'll tell you, it's uh, been quite the week. The weekend is approaching, which is always a a big sign of relief and, uh, you know, just a, just a gift, you know, especially after things are just so hectic, you know, every single day. I mean, you know, um, I hope wherever you are, though, uh, you know, things are going accordingly. I hope you're staying safe. Um, I hope you're doing, you know, whatever you need to do to, you know, stay as positive as possible. I mean, guys, we – I've never seen anything like what's going on right now. I've never seen it, and I'm – you know, I watch the news, I watch videos, I watch headline after headline, headline, read headline after headline. I mean, it, it never ends. Um, I want to say that we have a lot in the works, a lot in the making. As I said, I am talking to a bunch of new networks um, about merging. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are really loving the program and loving what they're, what they're hearing and what they're experiencing. So, um, really, uh, just amazing, amazing future ahead. And, um, I, al- I also, as everybody knows, I have a brand new network coming out, uh, which will have a lot of big people, notable names doing their own shows, uh, radio, TV, um, you know, different video segments. We'll be having 24 seven breaking news coverage. Um, as you all know, I, I did have a network up and running, uh, but currently we're revamping it. We're restructuring it. Restructuring it. We're getting it evolved and on board with the with the current times. We we really want to you know take this thing to the next level and then really uh, capitalize it uh, as much as can be. Um, you know th- this is a time uh, where independents are shining and, and really uh, you know making a huge impact. Uh, you think about the lack of credibility mainstream media, you know, has and, and, and their one track agenda. So, um, yeah. So I, you know, I, I want to, I want to mention, um, a lot of details and, uh, probably later in the episode, I will, um, you know, uh, you know, as everybody knows though, I, um, I, I want to say to, uh, people out there that, um, ha- missed my show the other night on Tuesday, I don't know if I told anybody this on last night's episode, but we were supposed to have a show on Tuesday, but the power went completely out. It went completely out. It was just complete nonsense, complete uh, absurdity. Uh, you know, I was so livid. Um, tonight's show, though, we have business mogul and political consultant Craig Berkman coming on the program. We'll be having best-selling author and professor Dr. Jerome Hewler. Uh, we'll be having founder of 40 Days Wealth LLC, Evan W. Turk, uh, retired Army Green Beret Ryan Hendrickson, 
uh, along with Quantum expert and best-selling author Dustin Nemos, NRA associate Brandon Panamino, a political activist who I believe is with us right now, uh, Ramondo Torres. What's up, buddy? Welcome to the Rory Sutter Show. Good afternoon, Rory. How are you, man? Pretty good. How are you doing? Doing very well. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Glad you could join us tonight. we got a lot to dive into. Uh, excited to hear your opinions. Uh, you know, I, I really love uh, all your activism work, and, you know, you really have a lot of great insight and bring value, and uh, keep it up, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, man, stick with us. Um, I'm going to get into my opening segments as usual, and then I can't wait to hear all your feedback. And uh, I go on these, uh, some, you know, for your first time on the show, obviously, so I go on Rory Rants, which, you know, I discuss, you know, the smaller, uh, you know, topics and, and, and news articles, and then we dive into the bigger stuff, the, the main stuff of the day. So, uh, it's, but it's fun. You, I, you'll enjoy this. I can roll with it. All righty. Uh, I also want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us, we have crime investigator Carlo Cavazzuti. Carlo, what's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Rory? Doing very well, man. How are you, sir? Welcome back. I, I am doing very well. It's nice and warm down here in Texas, as I imagine it is in Arizona. Man, I've been doing a lot of research on this um, uh, sunrise movement, and it's behind all this nonsense that's going on in the country. There's been an undercover operation that was in place into this movement for over two years. And it, yeah. it is unbelievable what this undercover investigation has revealed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, 100%. And, uh, you know, another episode, episode 269, here we are. Um, I'm glad you could join us. Um, you know, I, I love, I always love hearing what you have to say. You know, you've specialized in so many different crime divisions for so many years. And, you know, uh, this stuff is right up your alley, what we're dealing with in, in our society. Absolutely. I'm glad you appreciate me being on the show. I love being on the show and be able to express my views without getting shut down uh, by uh, some libtards that don't like what I'm saying. And uh, it, you know, your show is always good as always, and I can't wait to hear your rant tonight. And what do you oh, want to bet? Oh, I got a lot many... of them. I got a lot of them, believe me. Oh, I, I bet. And what do you want to bet in Minneapolis that seeing as uh, they've had this whole mess over there with the burnings of that, they start imposing Sharia law over there? What do you want to bet? Oh my God! I know. I mean, it, you know, it, it's off. It's off the absolute charts. It's ridiculous right now. I mean, I, I you know, Minneapolis. I thought all these other cities were bad. You look at some of those photos and some of those videos. It's burnt to the ground. I mean, it, it, you, there's not much left. It, it's it's awful. It it is it is and and like I said, this has all been planned. Those riots were planned way ahead of time before George Floyd uh, interacted with the, uh, the police there and his life was taken. And I, I'm telling you, this is just, those are just the instigations to bring forward the um, um, new green order and all this and the new world order 
This, this is oh, yeah. all planned. It's been staged for a long, long time. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy times we're living in, but I'm excited to hear your opinions tonight. Tell everybody where they can find all your best-selling books and all your articles and all your uh, different crime data. Cavazutticrime.com, and that's C-A-V-A-Z-U-T-T-I, crime.com. And you can find my articles on Facebook. All you got to do is go into um, uh, the um, published reporter or just Google the published reporter. My weekly articles will be in there. Uh, I did one tonight that I think a lot of people are going to like because it has to deal with a lot of situations that are going on right now. And uh, I can always be reached on Twitter at Carlo Cav. C-A-V-1. Carlo Cab 1. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I also want to introduce to the show right now, I believe he's with us. We have doctor and pastor Rodney Evans. Rodney, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. I'm doing okay. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. What's new? Welcome back. We haven't heard from you in a while. Are the churches back open where you're at? Well, they're coming up. They're coming. Some of them are. Some of them are. Uh, like for instance, our church, we've got such a diversity of people. I'm waiting a little bit longer, and plus my wife's on the coronavirus, coronavirus task force at her hospital. She can't tell me everything that's going on because of all the, the regulations. But, uh, you know, I kind of go with her when I should start back. But some churches are, some of your mega churches are, because they can do more of the separation of people. Uh I did hear of a church in South Carolina that went back, and then they found out someone had the coronavirus and they had to shut down for two weeks, and that just happened this week. And then I heard about a church up in Maryland, went back, and about everyone in the church, they said, got coronavirus. So they've had and to isn't shut it, down. So I'm trying to watch and, that. It's, uh, uh, isn't it mind-blowing, though? Isn't it, here, here's what makes me sick and what, what, what's not talked about is they want to report on that. And who knows if it's true in terms of all these corona, you know, infections and these different people, uh, you know, getting the disease. But look at all these rioters. They didn't say a damn thing, and all these people could go out in big groups. But church was off limits. I- I'm so sick of it, you know. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, that's, that's another thing that's kind of frustrated <laughs> me. You see all this protesting going on. And what happened to, to Mr. Floyd was a, it was it was it was it was what's what I'm trying to look for. It was dis- disgusting. It should have never happened. But then we've kind of went over to the other side now. You know, everybody realized there need to be some changes uh, with how stuff was done. My son works for the sheriff's office. I got a nephew with the police officer, and I've talked to state troopers. I've talked to all of them. Was disc- they was disgraced. They said what happened. They said there is some change that maybe happened. I believe that. But now we're over on the other side where, you know, I live in around Charlotte. Now they are going to allow them during the national anthem if they want to take a knee. Now, I've made a decision if that's what happens. I'm not watching it. I love our country. Oh, I, I saw it. Oh, you're talking about NASCAR, right? Yes. Yes. I'm right here. In oh, can you believe? Hey, can you believe? And I cannot, Rodney, I cannot believe. Here, here's what I want to know. Who the hell is giving them all this dark money to put this message forth? Because NASCAR is the most Republican sport 
in the industry. There's no doubt about it. The, the Confederates, they've always, you know, embraced that. It's always been a part of – they've always embraced history. They've always embraced, embraced yeah. signature values, American traditions. There's something more going on here because if you're the NASCAR CEO or if you're the head of NASCAR, you know that this is bad for business, but you're doing it anyway. Who's giving you more dark money to send this divisive message? I, I mean, come on. There's something going on. There is, and I, I believe that they have. I, I believe they're 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 killing themselves in a sense. They're, they're, people are not going to it's, send. It's, it's a lot literally of, look at what the NFL. I mean, look at what happened to the NFL. Look at how their sales yeah. and their fan attendance went down the drain. And, and you know why? Because of the principle of the matter. You know, we we go to these events to get away from politics. We don't want to go yeah. to these places to hear what these people uh, think or who they're voting for. We don't give a shit. We're there to be entertained. No. Excuse my French. Well, that's what uh, someone, I said something on Facebook, and someone said something, that's what I said. I said sports was one area that we get together and enjoy it without all this junk, and now they are infecting that with this stuff. And, you know, I haven't watched – I watched a football game at Thanksgiving because someone had it on at, at – uh, a family member's house. But since I haven't watched it, and I'm not going to watch it now at all because they're going to go back to that same thing uh, and do some things. I mean, I, I'm a little frustrated. I love historical sites. Now I'm seeing them destroy historical sites. And yeah. that just that bothers me. I mean, it really bothers me as an American. You learn from right. your history, and you go on, but you don't destroy stuff. I enjoy going looking at that stuff because I love just looking at history stuff. And it's very yeah. frustrating. I think I think NASCAR is going to be in a lot of hurt. I agree. I agree. And, and I don't know how you know how do you how do you recover from something like that? You know, the, the whole NASCAR thing. I mean, they're going to take a big dive from this. There's going to be a huge well, dive. I heard, I mean, their I, ratings are going to be terrible. I heard. I heard people. I mean, I tweeted something out about it today. I mean, you saw what they were saying. And Rodney, there was a famous race car driver today that resigned. Said, I, "I'm not doing this shit anymore." After this whole thing yep. came out, you you saw that, right? Yeah, you know, he, he saw them. Yes, I did. He saw them start bowing down to the for you know to the political side. You know, I believe last, Black Lives Matter, but as a Christian and as a pastor, I believe all lives matter. And I said that in my video all I put out matter. last week. Because because you know what, what I, when we say. I made a post about this, Rodney. When you say all lives matter, you're you're making sure you're counting everybody. When you say black lives yes. matter, you're delegit you're delegitimizing every other race and you're yes. favoring one over the other. That's racist. Yes. Yep. Well, then then you got. I know you need to go on your 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 rant as you said in a few moments. But then you've got the people in Kentucky, which was where I'm originally from. The governor up there said he's going to make sure that. All of the black people have free health care. And then I made the statement, number one, it's unconstitutional. And if we're going to look at the, you know, how people want to portray the word racist, that's racist because you're saying one group of people need it or want it and deserve it more than another. Right, and we know, and we know why, Rodney, they're doing this. It's all about partisan politics, and it's all about putting yes. blacks in boxes like they've done for the longest time. They, they don't care about blacks. 
All they do no. is, you know, they go and get their vote, and then they'll say, we'll see you again in a couple of years. We don't care about you. That's their message. They make all these promises. Yeah, and, yeah you know, they'll give yeah. a little welfare and all these different food stamps to have these people keep coming back. But it's it's really – uh, uh, there's no sincerity. There's no sort of genuine. It's all about how they can no. advance their agenda, these politicians. It's going to backfire. It's going to backfire on them. I believe this election, I believe it's going to backfire on I personally believe that you're going to see some of these Democrat states that's been Democrat states for a while is going to switch. And, and yeah. I look for us to take back the House. I believe people, I, the majority of the people do not like what they're seeing right now. Oh and no! I oh hell! I mean, and, and I've said this. I've said this too, Rodney. I mean, look at look at all the moderate Democrats that they're scaring away. Moderate Democrats yes. don't have a place in the Democratic Party anymore. They may not agree with no. everything Trump does, but it's a hell of a lot better for them than communism. You know what I mean? I agree with you fully, and I believe again you're going to see a switch. And the independents, there's no way independents like this at all. And I do not believe. Like I said, I look for Trump to win by landslide. Um, look what happened. I mean, could could, could um, you, Rodney? Could could we see a could we see a similar scenario like the Reagan days? I mean, remember that Reagan landslide? Well, look what happened out in in California, where you know we took back the one seat, and it was for the first time in twenty years. By, a Republican yeah. in that seat for the first time in twenty years, over twenty years, crazy. Yes. I got some friends in California. I believe that I believe there are going to be a lot of people surprised. I'm not saying we'll take California, but I believe there are going to be a lot of people surprised. I think people are getting fed up with what they're seeing and fed up with how the Democrats are acting. And even Democrats are I, getting fed up with how they're acting. I agree. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you even see – yeah. I mean, there's even people that we thought were pretty damn far left that are calling certain things out. As absurdity. I mean, you'd be, you'd be. I mean, there's, 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 there's such thing as just going too far. You know what I mean? There's only so much well, stupidity you can push until people are really gonna be like, uh, I, I think I, you know, it, 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 enough well, is enough. I mean, this is, it's ludicrous. Yes. We'll go back and a couple years ago, I think when Obama yeah. was in. Everything that's right. going on right now, trying to get rid of this right. and rid of that and this, right. all started underneath him. And now with this happening, they are pushing it even more, and they're getting a lot of their ways in yep. a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like I said, yeah. I think it's, it's really frustrating as an American to see this happen. To me, all matters, all lives matter. People need to get in unity. But a really, I mean, look over in uh, Seattle, where seven blocks have been taken over. Oh, and we're, we're getting in into my the, opinion. Yeah, oh, Rodney, we're getting into that tonight, because as you know, I was born and raised in Seattle. I moved to Phoenix, Arizona about eight years ago, and uh, I never looked back. I, You know, it's a great city to visit. I'll never live in that third world shithole ever again. Great place to grow up but they are destroying my roots, these politicians and these third mm -hmm. world ideology morons. I mean, it's, it's just, it's insane. Well, I don't know if you, you know, if you saw it, they are, they're basically saying now the mayor said that they're not going to put a police station back in that precinct there. They're going oh, to turn oh, over yeah. and make a community oh. thing. 
oh, oh, it's, 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 it's appalling. It's appalling. And, and, oh. the, and the politicians are letting the politicians are letting them do this on purpose. And they're telling the cops to stand yeah. down because it's all about an agenda. It's not about the rule of law. It, it, and we're going to get so into this, and I'm going to get into this on my rant. And I'm going to let you respond. But uh, Rodney, I really okay. love you being with us tonight. A lot to get into, Thank my friend. Thank you so much. Okay, man. Absolutely. We'll talk to you a little bit later. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Stay with us. All righty. Um, I want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. We have one of the directors of Blexit, which is a huge movement right now. want to make sure he's with us. Zari Folson. What's up, buddy? Hey, I'm here. How you doing, Zari? I'm doing well. How are you? And my name is Zaire, by the way, just a small correction. Zaire, sorry, but sorry, man. I, I sorry I mispronounced it. W- welcome <laughs> to the show, man. Thank you. Uh, Thank I'm you. glad. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool. You know, your first time on. Uh, I know you're doing a lot of stuff with Blexit right now. Uh, I'm glad you could join the panel tonight. We got a lot to get into, a lot of different discussions. But uh, tell everybody, you know, a little bit what you've been working on. So I am the National Creative Director for Blexit. I do a lot of, a lot of the behind-the-scenes graphic works. We're working on a lot of different – my team, we're working on a lot of different um, productions and creative things within the movement, and we're looking to really expand our social media presence and make it more dynamic and reach a lot more people. I love it. I love it. And and how – I know you guys are doing a lot of outreach. Obviously, the black community is – you know, really responding well to Trump. Trump, last poll I saw was a few months ago. I think he had over 30%, so that, which is overly impressive. No Republican has ever got even close to that. Um, and you can tell he really cares. I mean, he's spending lots of time, and uh, people are waking up to how they've been used, you know, for the far too long by the left. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, Ken. This is a message that we're – that we're spreading to the ground. It's really resonating with people. People are starting to wake up and not even become Republican. Just, just be aware, free thinkers. Just people yeah. realize what the Democratic Party has been doing to them. We all feel um, upon becoming a black conservative, realizing that we're just naturally um, conservatives. We feel lied to. There's a lot of things that we have to we have to change. We have to reconcile with after, and then it just from there it just becomes we all feel really emboldened to go and spread the message and wake up more people and show people that you can do whatever you want to do in your life. You're not a victim. You can achieve anything you want to do. And this is the land of prosperity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you, man. And, you know, we see what's going on in the streets and what do you make of this whole black lives matter stuff? I mean, we're going to get a lot more into it tonight, but I mean, it probably drives you nuts, right? I mean, the fact that they, they don't want to address the main issue, which is black on black crime. They want to talk about the, you know, the the, the stuff that, in a lot of ways, uh, in many scenarios, we've seen how, you know, some of these cops obviously very guilty, but some of them justified. I mean, and but they want to say all of them are hateful, and they they don't want to call out everything. They only want to, you know, uh, say stuff when it matches uh, their narrative. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it it it's pretty it's pretty outrageous. Just um it does kind of drive me nuts a little bit because the whole thing it's it's based on this false premise that cops are just murdering us in the streets, gunning us down like dogs. Um I hear people say we're being executed and then I'm like when you look at the numbers there are nine people 
last year who were unjustly killed by police, nine unarmed black men. And I'm like, compared right. to the entire population and how many, I don't know, even how many police encounters we've had, that is not our large numbers. But when you actually look at what's going on right now with the protests, you have more people actually dying in a protest than in the entire year being killed by police. So I'm like, we've done more harm than the police have, and we're supposed to be fighting this by doing whatever, marching on the streets and demanding people to stop being racist. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense to me. No, I hear you. And, and you know what I was thinking about today? And this was just a random thought that came to my head, you know, as, as I was reading, as I was going through various clips and, you know, just throughout history. I mean, there's been a war on cops since the 90s, since the 80s, since the, since this, I mean, you go back and back and, but you look at how it's built up. I mean, it, there's really been all these tensions that have risen and, and it, it's, it's almost like, you know, once it rises high enough, once it gets big enough, it explodes, and then everybody loses their shit and goes out in the streets. And here we—I mean, we're seeing it. It's—I, you know, it's—I, um, you're, and you're absolutely right. The whole generalization on on our police officers—it's sending the worst possible message. I mean, you got those bad apples in there, but cops, cops you know, don't take this job because it's because they want to save us and they want to help us and they want to protect people that are vulnerable and can't defend themselves. I mean, that's the bottom line. Uh, and, and it's sad the media wants to portray uh, cops in a bad way too and, you know, side with Black Lives Matter. I 100% agree, but at the end of the day, that's exactly what the left does. Like, of course, there was a time where you did have a gigantic amount of police corruption in the black community. And yeah. times where these things actually were needed, but I'm like, that just doesn't exist in the modern day and shown by statistics, actual people in my generation, I'm pretty young. And I'm like, we have not experienced these things, like maybe call us young and naive for it, but this just isn't the reality growing up. But the left, they like to dig up old things, right. like every election cycle, they're going to remind us of every single other person who was unjustly killed by police and get us mad all over again and keep doing the same exact things to us. And you know what drives me nuts? They say they want change. They say they want to send – they're sending a message. They say they're trying to help all these different, you know, uh, scenarios, but they're burning down stuff in their own communities. They're burning down their own friends' businesses. Uh, and, you know, it's, it, I can't comprehend or understand their logic. I mean, it's really backwards. I mean, they're, they're pretty much making things worse. And there's more black people that have died during this whole scenario than uh, what, what was it? They said something like in terms of black altercation with cops, like there's more blacks that died during this whole riot than there was with the, with that whole scenario. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's just a lot of um, just a lot of really counterproductive things like burning down our black businesses. Like we talk about how we want right. to be independent and not rely on other communities and stuff. But then every time these things happen, we feel the need to go and show how angry we are. And I I understand like peaceful protesting and like, that's whatever you can rally at the town hall or state legislator and express that you want some change. But when you go and you go to black owned businesses and you destroy them and you burn down the target, which employs like an average of, I don't hundreds of people, 
and you make right. people in your community lose jobs, I'm like, it makes everything worse. I feel like an actual productive thing to do would, would be what Blexit is trying to do right now, which is restoring the gap between the um, the actual black community and the police officers, just rebuilding that trust, forming an understanding, and just seeing that not all cops are bad. There are bad cops out there. Like, there's they're just humans. As long as we allow humans to be police officers, they're going to be bad cops because humans are not perfect. So I'm like, we just yeah. have to focus on what we can do to hold those officers accountable instead of saying this is something systemic or being hunted and creating fake outrage. Yeah, very very well said. And, and Zaire, you can stay with us for a while, right? Yes, I can. Okay, perfect. And, and Zaire, uh, stay with us. We've got a lot to get into. I'm excited to hear your opinions. And tell everybody where they can find um, you know, you connect with you, all that good stuff. Get involved because I know the Blexit movement is 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 growing like crazy, and you guys keep gaining ground and making a lot of positive strides. And there's more and more black voters that are supporting Trump. So high praise. Yes. Yeah, so um, you can find me on every platform, um, Instagram and Twitter at Zaire M F Z A I R E M F, and to connect with Blexit. You can just go to Blexit National, B-L-E-X-I-T, National, on any platform. You'll find us. You can reach out and message to us, and we'll find out how to get you involved and connect you with your local state chapter and leaders. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. And do you – actually, I'll ask you later in the show. I want to ask you something about uh, the black support for Trump in 2020, but we will talk about that uh, in a little bit here. Uh, I do want to welcome – um, I believe he's with us right now. Um, make sure, make sure we have uh, Nick. Are you with us? I sure am. Nick, is it, is it yes. Cicilli? Is that how I pronounce the last name? Yeah, Nick Nick Cicilli. Yes. Nick Cicilli, easy. That's easy to remember. Nick Cicilli, yeah. popular activist. Great to have you with us, man. You. You've, uh, you know, been involved with uh, lots of politics throughout your life. Uh, you're a very uh, smart, insightful individual. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I follow you on a lot of the social media, and uh, I like the content you put out there. And welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you join us. Thank you. Well, you know, I do a, uh, I do a show and exhibit uh, for over 40 years on John F. Kennedy. And, and the whole yeah. scope of it is – is is basically it's it's jfk35.com and I do large casinos, large fairs. I go to high end places and I take 350 items on President Kennedy, uh, his car, a duplicate car that was been in 12 movies, his tie clip, his 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 cufflinks, his jewelry box, his sweater, uh, things that he actually owned. But the focus is is ask not what your country can do for you know what what you, you know what you can do for your country what you can do for your country is, is the whole thing what it's all about, and and uh, Kennedy today and, and you know this is a big part of it would he maybe would not be, be a Trump a, a, yeah be a Trump maybe supporter. yeah maybe he, he would still be a Democrat he was a conservative Democrat conservative Democrat yes. all the way, but John Kennedy all, today all would not way. be sitting on his hands saying nothing about. Uh, the abortion issue. He lost two kids in the White House. Even Bobby Kennedy, who had 12 kids, and you, you, this young Joe Kennedy, who who just is running for the Senate. I write write him every week and tell him you're a disgrace to your to your name. Oh, you're an empty the, the, suit. That, that, How can you? Talking yeah. about the ginger, the drooler, the drooler, right? 
The guy that drooled on TV. Yeah, the, dr- yeah, the, the drooler. Such a wheel. Yeah. Such a wheel. The feminist. The, the guy that gets on a knee for his wife. The guy that gets bossed around by his wife. Yeah, he's a pussy. I, mean, I can't stand men like that. They got no balls. Well, he, he's he's an empty suit, and, and I told him yesterday that, you know, you're really a disgrace also to your religion, okay? So if your grandfather, yeah. RFK, would have, would have not had 12 kids and would have, would, have, would have been in New York as a New York senator, that bill would have never passed on late-term abortions the day that you're having a kid. So you better go back and read some of your grandfather's papers because he would be appalled at you as his grandson with what you stand for today. Oh, absolutely. The Kennedys were Catholic. They were pro-life. And they, yeah, I mean, this just goes to show the, the old, obviously Joe is the only one left there right now, uh, but yeah. he sold his soul. He sold his soul. He, he doesn't represent the Kennedy name. He's a disgrace, like no. you said, to the Kennedy name. Because the real... And I told him, uh, and I told him also okay. that, you know, your your uncle, John Kennedy, maybe you never heard of him. He used to be a president. I said, you know something? Yeah. Go read his book called Profiles and Courage. What it was about was about four senators who stood up not so much against their Democratic Party or the Republican Party. They stood up for what right. was right. They actually lost the election, but they stood up for what was right. And I said, why don't you stand up? You'd be very popular to go against putting down the statues, taking down the history of the United States, men in women's bathrooms. I mean, I say, you're wrong on every single issue. And the hate mail that I get back from his supporters, you wouldn't believe. Uh, oh, I can only imagine. And you've got all, I'm, I, I can, I know the category of t- the type of voters it is. It's the anti-male feminists. Yep. It's the radical Black Lives Matter people. It's the white guilt liberals that, you know, want to lecture everybody on how to live their life. I mean, you got a, such a wide variety of these Looney Tunes. I just, I, I'm beside myself with some of these idiots that, you know, live in our society that think they can preach this crap. I, you know, I'm just tired of it. You know, if, if we say anything, then all hell breaks loose. But they can get away with whatever they want all day long. It's the biggest double standard on the face of the earth, whether it's them breaking the law, whether it's their you know, the, 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 the statements they make. I mean, they, they don't get banned yep. on Twitter. Banned, though. We sure as hell get banned. I mean, it, 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 I hate it, man. These people act like they're victims, and that's, that's, their, that's their whole narrative that they portray. And it's, it never stops. And I've always said the Democratic Party, no logical, sane, hardworking voter is going to vote for them. The, the, the only people that really care about these individuals and give them attention are the ones that they put in boxes, whether it's the hundred different genders, whether it's basing somebody off their sexual orientation, whether it's basing somebody off their skin color, whether it's telling somebody that, that, you know, they're entitled and they don't have to work for, you know, what they're, it's people that are un-American. I mean, it it, Mm -hmm. it really is. It really is. These people, if they haven't woken up to, the deceptiveness of the Democratic Party and how they've been used and played all these years, then I feel then I, mm-hmm. I don't have sympathy for these people. They should wake up by now after everything we've seen. Well, you know, you're right. And, you know, propaganda works well. And we don't have a press. We have a propaganda press. You, you could even call it fake news, which we hear a lot, which is true. But really, if you really think about it, it's just a bunch of opinions. It's not really news. It's propaganda right. press. 
Right. And it's, right. Germany did a Hitler did a great job with it, and they're doing a good job oh, with yeah. it here too. We just don't have a I really another it. voice, a strong enough voice yeah. to counter it. Yeah, it's no. It, it, you're absolutely right, and it, it's no different than a fictional storybook. It's no different than reading a freaking, you know, I mean, they write what they want. They twist the words, they twist the facts to meet their agenda. To it, That's really, it's not about telling the truth anymore. It's about being first and it's about, you know, whatever they can spin, if they can, if it can stick, they're going with it. You know, it, it's, it's crazy how over the over these last ten to twenty years, journalism has completely been hijacked. It really has. It's been yeah, and it's yeah. owned by dark money. Think about all the dark donors from Saudi Arabia and China that give the New York Times oh, yeah. and the Washington Post and all these left wing outlets all this money to spew all this bullshit propaganda. Right, right. Well, you know, it's Rory, I'll tell you thing, something else, too. What we better, what we really, really better think about, when you thing. destroy it's a nation's culture, which is what they're doing, yeah. they're destroying our, our yeah. very culture, tearing down, yeah. doing what they did to the Lincoln Memorial. Well, let's go ahead and take down the Washington Memorial. Let's go ahead and take down the Jefferson House. Right. Let's go ahead and take down right. Washington's house because those people were all dogs, too, according to them in their eyes. Right. These people, you know, when yeah, you destroy a nation's culture, you're destroying the, the first guy, part of the nation. I know. Think about this. They're destroying Abraham Lincoln. He freed the slaves. How dumb yeah, are Yeah, that's how uneducated they are. Oh, my God. Are, are, uh, this is like a Twilight Zone. It's like an alternate universe. You feel like you're on a yep. – like, this is like a movie. I've never seen a movie this, this violent. I mean, what we're dealing with and the Looney Tunes and the, the, the indoctrination and the universities are a big part of the problem. And yeah, look all at Seattle. Problems. Look what they did to Seattle. They took over the whole oh, seven getting, blocks of Seattle. Oh, Where's oh, the National Guard? The, Where's the mayor? Oh, Where's yeah. the governor? They will not exactly. call the president to bring in troops. They will not do it. Oh, and I – oh, oh, and, and you, believe me, we're going to get into this whole Seattle thing. I grew up there, and, uh, you know, I, I moved to Phoenix, Arizona about eight years ago. But uh, we're going to get into Seattle. But I'm going to get on these rants. I'm glad you could join us. Stay with us. Excited Thank to hear you. your opinion. Um, I, um, guys, 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 I'm pissed. I mean, there's, I'm, I'm sad. I'm depressed, anxious. So, so is everybody else. All these mixed emotions flowing through our, our, our entire bodies and brains. Just, I mean, and it's like. In my 29 years, in my 29 years, first of all, I've never seen an economy shut down. That was the first step. Then the second, these riots, I've never seen anything this bad. I mean, we saw 9-11, but that, that wasn't our own people. This is our own people. This is worse than the 60s. This is terrible, and we're going we're gonna to get all into it. I want to start, like I said, with the small stuff. PC culture is absolutely out of control, and I talk about it all the time on my show. I go on these rants. Um, it, 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 it's, it really is taking America back to a place that it should never be. I mean, it, it's, it, it's in so many ways no different than Nazi Germany, how they're – uh, you know, enabling and putting forth all this cancel PC culture. And, you know, because people f- 
find all these different ways to be offended about something. They find all these different things to be fixated on. They can never just leave things alone. I've always said, if you don't like something in life, like, like in the past, like we've lived, usually you don't read it. Or if you don't like a show, you flip the channel. You don't go out there and, and make all these demands and, and you know, because you're butthurt, because your, your feelings, you know, are, you know, aren't, aren't up to par. Who the hell are you? I mean, every, the, the, the beauty about America is freedom and free speech. But, I mean, we keep seeing all these boycotts, all these cancel culture situations. The latest thing, and this is absolutely nuts, and think about this. These have been around for as long as I can remember. But the Looney Tunes is buying into the whole PC culture. And, and I know I said Looney Tunes earlier referring to liberals, but this time I'm actually referring to the cartoon. Uh, they're doing a reboot, and they're banning – everybody knows who Elmer Fudd is. They're banning him from having a gun because they think it, it sends a bad message to the youth. But, but obviously it's way more than that. I mean all these people are in financial groups together. You see all these different large corporations that are throwing all this different dark money at, you know, whether it's anti-gun stuff, anti-whatever. And we don't even – first of all, we don't know where that money's going, and we all know these people have all these different loopholes. I mean it's not a secret, but, but who, who – why now? That's my question, and who's influencing it? Who is? Because we all know complaints happen all the time. People are too sensitive today. But there's, it's more than that. There's a, money, there's a money situation here. I mean, think about redoing an entire cartoon and banning a, a character. That's part of his character is having a gun because he's a hunter. But you're going to – I mean, what the – what? What? Guys, this is silly. I mean, we saw uh, an example of Legos. Legos is getting rid of all, um, situ- you know, uh, building blocks that involve cops, firemen, and anything involving the White House. We saw the same thing um, with other uh, programs uh, demanding that, um, you know, oh, no, not, not, not other programs, other newspapers demanding that TV programs and movies with cops or guns get removed. Quentin Tarantino's films from various streaming servers online, I forget which ones, but it was some of the big ones, are now removed because they say it incites violence and gives people all these motives and all these different, you know, thoughts. But they've been around all this time, and we've had all this crime, and everything has already – I mean, what, what are we – we're big – because there's more to the story here. The, the, the cancel culture and, and you know – we, we've, how long has Hollywood glorified violence? How long has, I mean, this, this is not something that, this, it, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think when I read this. I mean, it, it's all happening at once. Does that, anybody notice that? All these boycotts? It, and they're boycotting J.K. Rowling, who wrote the Harry Potter books, simply because she said that transgender people can't have periods? Only females? She's right. And the Democrats claim to be this party of science. But in reality, what? 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 I mean, you guys say that there's a hundred different genders. 
but you say you're the party of science. You say that transgenders can have periods. You, can, you say all this stuff. And then J.K. Rowling is probably one of the most liberal people on earth. She's very anti-Trump. But this just goes to show they'll go out of their way to attack anybody who doesn't agree with them. is ludicrous and absurd and out of this world, mind-blowing. But they want to see how far they can get. I mean, you've got mobs after these people. You can't – I mean, I, whatever happened to civil dif- discourse? Whatever happened to some nice dialogue? Whatever happened to two people having a conversation? Why can't somebody disagree? Isn't that the beauty about living here? Isn't that what, what our culture is about? I mean, this isn't a, a dictatorship. Seriously. But, and, then, and then Disneyland – think about this. Disneyland wants to rename Splash Mountain. Because they think Splash Mountain is, is racist-oriented. Go look this up. It's on Breibart. Go look it up. I mean, this whole – there's a song that's played on Splash Mountain that they try to compare to slavery, um, which is absolutely probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You've got Disneyland that's been open for, what, 100 years? Kids have been going there over and over. And then I'm going to say it again. Why now? Why are you doing this now? Why the disruption? Why the distractions? We have so much more problems in our society. But you know what? You know this gets people's attention. You know they're going to talk about it. That's why they put it out there. It's like, dude. And then, you know, whether it was, I mean, you go look at some of these other situations. Go look at, like, the Ghostbusters thing. Remade, they remade Ghostbusters with an all-female cast, which completely bombed at the box office. Nobody even saw it, as far as I can tell. And then they did Men in Black, and then they added a, a female in it. Nothing against women, and, and nothing against, you know, I, I love women. But they, these people create this whole culture, and, and they, there's no really real purpose behind it. It's just because they want to appeal to, to all these sensitive individuals i mean why can't you just make movies that are actually um authentic rather than going out of your way to you know what i mean like meeting a certain narrative i mean after this whole me too thing i mean hollywood you know it's always been a very toxic place but now it's more toxic than ever i've never seen uh you know jesus and we all know the me too thing it's for the most part it's a bunch of crap I mean, obviously there's, you know, victims out there, but a lot of these people are attention seekers. A lot of these people are bitter. A lot of these people, you know, where was Me Too when Harvey Weinstein was donating all this money to Obama? Hollywood looked at Obama like he was a god. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. We really got to – everybody's got to call it out all out. Seriously. Um. I want to kind of insulting, but kind of funny at the same time. Um, the leaders of Ghana have now invited the African African Americans in the U.S. to come home to them. I, I find that very insulting, but I also find it very laughable. Why the hell would they go to a place that is extremely oppressed, overly oppressed, and in reality? People get, try to get out of there. They're not trying to go back. I mean, what, what is Ghana? I, I don't know what you know. 
I, I saw this today, and I'm like, is this, are they being serious? Is this like an article from The Onion? They're saying in wake of the U.S. protests, all the African Americans can come on home to us. That sure sounds a little racist to me. That's, and that's, what, what, what's the meaning behind that? Do you, and I don't, I don't get where – I'm just confused. I, I'm really confused. I don't even know how to answer or give a reaction to that. that it just, it, it's, it's slapstick. It's slapstick. You know, um, yeah, when I – yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just move on. But I, I wanted to mention that. I mean, you talk about a country that really struggles with communism. If you really want a dose of it, people will go there – in America, the people that love communism so much, they'll go there for a day, and they'll, can't, they'll want to get out of there so fast, it'll make their head spin. These countries are run by dictatorship. But I think, I think they just want to, you know, um, you know, that, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Okay, um, let's, let's move on to this. I, I want, this, is, this is something that we need to definitely mention. Um, so cancel culture, I was talking about it a second ago. And I, and I didn't mention these two programs, but the war on cops is so bad that they, they canceled. And, and the PC culture and the cancel culture is so – it's so out of control. They canceled live PD, and they canceled the show cops. Things that have been on for what? I don't know how long live PD has been on, but I know cops has been on since I was in kindergarten, and, and now I'm 29 years old. And then here comes my question again. Why now? Why are we doing all of this right now? It's just over and over, these stupid articles every day. And it gives us something to talk about. I wish I was talking about more important things, but these things dominate the headlines. And this isn't even the main stuff we're getting to tonight. And, you know, I I don't know if anybody read this memo that was leaked, uh, but in 2015 – there were Democrats that warned lawmakers to not offer support for Black Lives Matter because they labeled it as radical and 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 uh, as a terror as a terrorist situation. They 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 said keep your distance. But I, it looks like the Democrats. I, I don't know. Obviously, they think it's working in their favor, but in reality, it's only going against them. The fact that they took this whole. Uh, you know, organization on. I mean, it, it really is in their hands. They're, they're the people that, you know, want to take the credit for Black Lives Matter. So, you know, and they, they, I can't even believe there were other Democrats warning them and they defied because usually they stay together. You know, they, 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 they are pretty, they, they, they are divisive, but in terms of voting together, like Trump says, the Democrats, you know, they, they have their little clan, and they don't really go outside party lines very often. Unfortunately, we have too many Republicans that don't side with each other, and, uh, you know, we have, a, we have a rhino issue. But, um, I mean, you know, this is a big risk. Think about the risk, uh, the Democrats. And I think the Democrats know, I think a good amount know that <laughs> what they're doing right now is only going to backfire. But I think some of them are so oblivious. And so out of touch that they think this Black Lives Matter thing is going to give them this huge advantage. But, I mean, if you have, if you have two functioning eyes and you're looking into the streets right now, I don't see how anybody um, can, can take – Jesus, I mean, what a mess. 
Um, Eric Garcetti, and this is how ridiculous these politicians are. The mayor of Los Angeles is now asking Black Lives Matter protesters to self-quarantine for 14 days because he's worried they got exposed to the coronavirus. He's worried. Okay, really? So, so you're so after all the damage, after all the all the crap that happened in the streets, after all the arrests, after all the you know you bailing these people out, after the damage is done, you suddenly make one of the dumbest comments of the year. First of all, criminals don't follow laws. Second of all, do you really think that anybody? is going to listen to a little weasel like you. You've been walked on. You've been shit on. You've, you are, you're like that Minneapolis mayor, the guy that, you know, whoever that, who's that ginger guy? I don't know who he is. Jacob, and he, and he got, remember, they, they uh, chanted him. Uh, they made chants and said, get the hell out of here, Jacob, because you wouldn't defund the police. I mean, these mayors, they're the weakest thing on the face of the earth. This guy, what a statement to make. When people, your city's out of control, burning to the ground, and all these crimes, and you say go self-quarantine. Oh, okay, they'll go get right on that. Yes, sir. Well, yes, sir. And, and how'd that curfew go for you guys? How'd that 8 o'clock curfew go? I'm just wondering. I know you put it in place three weeks ago. Just curious, asking for a friend. God, you guys are, uh, uh, wow. I mean, geez, how can people still vote for these people? Um, you know, I, I got a problem with people like LeBron James. You know, I, he's – I'm not going to say he hasn't done some good things for certain organizations and charities, but he's also really stuck his nose and, and opened his mouth uh, at times where uh, probably wasn't best to. You know, uh, and he, he goes overboard. You know, he, he and these athletes, and we we all remember how great sports was back in the day when players like Michael Jordan and all these people didn't involve or affiliate or associate themselves with any sort of political talk because it was bad for the brand. It was bad for the company. It was bad for what they were trying to do, you know, in, in, in their careers. But now, you know, all these people, uh, sadly, uh, since Trump got elected, uh, it's it's gotten so divisive, um, and 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 it's it's it has has nothing has nothing to do with Trump, but you know just with all these radical groups trying to encourage all these big time celebrities and all these athletes to get out there and you know like the bashing Trump stuff, it's so old. And it's like they get brownie points. It's like they get pats on the freaking back, and it, it's like it never ends. And it's like if you would have done that to Barack Obama, you would have been crucified. There would have been no exceptions. There would have been, they, that would not have been tolerated ever. But Trump, they've got, it goes on and on. I mean, you've had Snoop Dogg threaten his life. I mean, we saw the music video, uh, Johnny Depp threatened his life. Uh, Madonna threatened his life. Um, you know, LeBron never went that far, but I'm, I'm just saying, I, w- I don't want to get too off topic here, but I want to get back to the main point. LeBron is trying to make himself this big political warrior, this big political, you know, huge advocate. And it's really, it's, it, 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 it's toxic because he's lost half his fan base. 
I'm not going to say half, but he's lost He's lost a quarter of his fan base. There's so many people on these comment sections saying how pissed they are at him. Because if he really wanted change, think about this. If these athletes really wanted to do something, why don't you go sit down with Trump in the White House? Why don't you go talk about it instead of bitching and whining on Twitter and crying to the media? Go have some dialogue. Isn't that what, what humanity is about, coming, overcoming your differences? I mean, I, I'm sick of the people that just sit back and do nothing. I love people like Kanye West, Jim Brown, Floyd Mayweather, that, Mike Tyson, that actually support Trump and go out there and speak highly of him and, and, and you know, actually will have conversations. Like, there's those good people out there. But then there's those people that are just jaded and, and don't want to think anything else other than, you know, what, what they were taught to believe, stuck in their own way. But, he, but, you know, this whole – anyways, LeBron is trying to start something that's – he's saying blacks are being, you know, involved with voter suppression, and there's no evidence of that. That's a media talking point. That's a lie. It, there's never been any proof. I'm sick of minority communities trying to bring that up as an excuse every single election. That's not an excuse. There is no gerrymandering. Nobody's turning anybody away. If they – it's just, I mean, has, has it, am I saying it's never happened? No. But has it happened like the media says it has? Absolutely not. Maybe once or twice, but not hundreds or thousands of times like they say. Oh, my God. And, and what, what, where's all this money? Co- like, I talked about this earlier. As of now, the total amount of money, $454 million dollars has from corporate America has gone to social justice causes with cash. Um, you know, after the whole George Floyd pro there's, there's, there's way more to this. I'm, I'm not saying some of these people's hearts are in the right places, but, but there, there's, there's so many, like I said, loopholes. There's so many ways that these people try to trick the public and say that they're doing all these great things and, and, and putting it towards this great cause. But in reality, it could be going to their buddy and they could be getting it right back. We don't know. I mean, we, we, there's no, there's no financial statement showing anybody could say anything that they don't I want to know exactly because a lot of times Candace Owens made the perfect point. A lot of times this money is going to radical left-wing organizations that are only adding to their base and adding to their craziness. That's really what's going on. It's not going to jobs in the minority communities. It's not going to help people in need. It's going to cause more division. Wake up, people. Wake up. Absolutely right. We're all being played. We are all being played. Look at how they use this whole public health emergency, and then the riots start. All of a sudden, social distancing is not an issue anymore. And then, you know, now Fauci comes out after Trump says he wants to do rallies, and Fauci says, oh, you, got, you all got to keep inside. You got to keep your distance. This, what a sham. Anybody should be pissed off about this setup. And China did this. They maliciously went after, you know, our people, other parts of the world. And you know what? Here's the main fact about it. When the U.S. struggles, 
everybody else struggled. That's why we were the main target. In China, you know, people want to ask me, well, Rory, why would they kill their own people with that virus? And I say, well, listen, dummy, why do they kill millions of their own people a year? They're communists. And they didn't want to make it look obvious when they sent the freaking virus over here. I mean, come on. Don't play that stupid game with me. And meanwhile, meanwhile, this, this is going on. They got their voter fraud agenda being pushed like crazy, like you would not believe. I mean, while we're all distracted with all the riots, all the violence, all the madness, the, the, the more and more data keeps coming out. We just saw a report. 100,000 mail-in ballots were returned as undeliverable in Rhode Island. We just saw examples recently in places like, I think, Michigan, Ohio. Reports keep coming out about different states about how this is all a big sham. And we all know the only way the Democrats can win is if they cheat. There's no logical sane person is going to vote for them. You have to be a complete idiotic moron after seeing everything you've seen to, to vote for them. What the hell? And, and you have, and you, meanwhile, you have the New York Times, and I didn't even bring this up the other day. I should have. You have newspapers in America, like the New York Times, enabling pedophilia. Somebody put out a piece in the New York Times the other day saying that pedophilia is okay and that it should not be a crime or, or some crazy crap like that. Somebody put something so – and this is what's being published in our papers. This is what people are being indoctrinated with. This is what's going on, people. And, 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 and this is why so many people, I mean, become radicalized. Because I'm not going to say so many people, but people read this shit, and then they get their own ideas, and then they, they get all whacked out. And then society, you know, they, I don't know we can blame it on anything in particular, but there's a lot of flaws and a lot of craziness in society whether it's Hollywood, whether it's books, whether it's pornography, whether, you know, and, and all of this stuff is great and fine as long as people can do it in a controllable way. But unfortunately, not everybody can handle all this stuff. You know, I, I, and I'm seeing, and you just give, you know, when, when Democrats say all this crazy nonsense, it really gives their supporters some really – horrific ideas i'll tell you all right i want to get into the main thing tonight which is seattle my home city where i grew up where i spent my entire life you know i uh i moved to phoenix arizona eight years ago i had to get the hell out of the rain i had to get out of that liberal liberal third world ideology of a city i, I couldn't handle it anymore um, plus my dad had just died and he was my everything. He was my soulmate, my best friend, my coach. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, it was just something that, um, and he loved Arizona and we came here so much for vacation growing up and I was familiar with it and I had opportunity down here, but you know, long story short, you know, it, it, it was, it was for the best, but, um, Seattle, I was there. The last time I was there was about six months ago. And I don't even recognize it. It's so sad what they've done to that city. Um, homeless epidemic everywhere. Crime rate skyrocketing. Um, 
you have it's unaffordable to live. The middle class is leaving in 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 like packs. Um, you either got the very rich or the soup or the super poor, just like the Democrats want. I mean, that's their whole agenda. That's that's what they go off of. Um, they, they you know the whole middle class. There's no place for them anymore in the Democratic Party. But anyways, we just see in the last couple of days Antifa and Antifa. I don't know if anybody knows this, but Seattle was one of the main places for Antifa. Um, It was one of the main areas where it originated. Not the first place, I don't believe, but it was one of the first. Their ground there, their their base there, their uh, fan base is giant. Um, We've read that they've taken over, what, six blocks, took over City Hall, took over a whole police uh, station, and um, the politicians let them do it. The governor let him do it. And did you see the asshole, soy boy, wimpy, gets bossed around by his wife, Governor Inslee, uh, say t- uh, today on a press conference, oh, I know nothing of, I know nothing about it. Really, dude? It's been national news the last two days, and you're the governor of Washington, and you know nothing about it? Really, dude? I mean, seriously, bro. Seriously. I mean, are you that dumb? We all know you know. You know, you you just wanted to play with the reporters, and you, you wanted to, you know, whatever. But anyways, Jenny Durkin, who's the mayor of Seattle, who I, I know the family actually well, uh, they have a, a long history in an area I grew up in, which is Capitol Hill, which is being closed off right now. But I grew up in in a in the in the really nice housing area of Capitol Capitol Hill. This is more in the city area of Capitol Hill. But anyways. I mean, they, they've had every opportunity, every opportunity to stop these people. And you have these own Antifa members with their own weapons, with, you know, essentially, I mean, pretty much forming their own law enforcement, saying that cops are not welcome. They're taking people hostage. There's people that live in nice condos on these six blocks that never voted for anything with Antifa material. And the people that are these people voted for are condemning Antifa. So Antifa is taking a bunch of people hostage, a bunch of blocks hostage. They're taking a whole police station hostage. How can you in America, I mean, there's no other option because these leaders have had days to make a change or to go in there and do something about it. But the law enforcement is told to stand down because it's all part of partisan bullshit politics. So that a law enforcement can't even do their job properly. And we and this this is not ending. And we all know what what will happen. Trump will have no choice but to send National Guard in there. Seattle will get all this damage. They'll ask for a federal frickin' bailout. We all know the game. We know the game. I mean, I've never seen anything so hostile and crazy in my entire life. You've got people with weapons, Antifa members, intimidating police, barricading an entire six blocks and people are plotting it in Seattle. The kind of idiots I grew up with are clapping for this. There is something so wrong with our society. So wrong. And the list of demands, the list of demands. Oh, I didn't tell you this before they open the six blocks. They are demanding free college. They are demanding rent control. They are demanding all these different welfare handouts. 
Oh, it's insane what they're demanding. I, I, I mean, can you believe this, guys? Can you believe this? Um, I want to go to – let's go to Carlo Cavazzuti first, uh, special crime investigator. Buddy, I'm sure you're beside yourself. Go ahead. Oh, man. You, you, you have no idea. I mean, I mean, if I lived in that section, there was no way in hell – I would let them stop and check my ID. There's no way in hell I would let them come up to my car with a damn gun. They would drop dead right in the motherfucking street. Excuse my French, as you would say. I'm telling you, these people are a joke, and these pansy-ass liberals up there are playing right into their hands. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Rory, this is all playing in right to the Sunrise Movement. The the yeah. riots in Minneapolis were all planned well ahead of time. Uh, they're, they're, they had a two-year undercover project in many, with, uh, within the Sunrise Movement. They had their plans. They had their mem- manuals. They had your screenshots. And, and they're radicalizing our high school kids and our middle school kids. How do you justify letting these kind of friggin' morons into our schools to radicalize our kids? And undercover up for two years. They, they talked the looting and burning. And uh, the um, undercover people are private intelligence and military contractors teaching all these kids stuff. And they take them to these sites, they train them. Um, and, and Black Lives Matter, I, I mean, that's all part of this, but Black Lives Matter is a super PAC for Act Blue. And all the donations go in there and they wash through for the DNC. This this is a joke. This is a joke. Um they take these privileged young kids and they put them on the front line of escalation for riots and burning. They're hanging these kids out there to dry and die. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Berger, this is the guy. This is the contractor that is in charge of a, a systematic resolutions. It's arm training, it's cybersecurity, and it's global strategies. And they all play into Black Lives Matter. But, you know, i got to hand it to Little Wayne, the rapper. He disavows all this shit. He says, right. don't come at me with that shit, the Black Lives right. Matter stuff. He doesn't right. want to hear it. Um, you know, this all has to do about, with the... And, Carlo, think about this. Think about who Black Lives Matter was founded by for the most part. I mean, in a lot of ways... It was founded by radical lesbians and left leftist radical homosexuals because what they do, and you can go look this up. Jesse Lee Peterson was talking about the other day, who's a great black conservative. I love that guy. I think he should run for president someday. Uh, but anyways, he was talking about this. Literally, I mean, that's how it works, and I've talked about this on my show many times. The reason these lesbians and these homosexuals and these transgenders and whatever you, whatever gender is next, I mean, oh, there's a, apparently there's a hundred now, whatever. But 
the more victims, the more boxes, the more they can add to their base, the more they can, you know, keep carrying that, the more powerful they get. Think about it. I mean, if they, they can put blacks in, in the oppression box with themselves, you know, with, with the whole lesbian and gay thing, I mean, th- that's how they divide, each, divide society. It really is. Exactly, exactly. And you know, a lot of the big money, no need to mention his name, but George Soros. I mean, who doesn't he back on the extreme left? This guy's a frigging criminal that needs to be put in Guantanamo Bay and waterboarded. And waterboarded is not torture. I have performed I waterboarding. Think we, well, I think we need more. Hey, I think we need more than waterboarding. I, I, think, I don't think waterboarding is good enough. I think we need more severe, more torture, more punishment. More people need to suffer if they commit horrible crimes. Rory, I write about torture in some of my books, and I'm telling you, it goes above and beyond. It goes above and beyond waterboarding. Waterboarding doesn't yeah. hurt you. It makes you feel like hey, you want to die, funny. but you're Carlo, not going to die. Funny. Yeah, here's what's funny, though. Like America, people in America, especially the liberals, I mean, they're so sensitive. They've become such wimps that they think waterboarding is this, you know, form of disrespecting humanity and, and it, you know, it's, it's rude and cruel. But do you know what they do to people in Middle Eastern countries? Uh, yeah, I, 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 you, you know what? It's not even close. To, it's way worse. <laughs> right, right. You know, in Minneapolis, that, you know, just to take for instance, they have this planned new normal. No police, no borders, no industry, no wealth, no privilege, no economy. It's all based on communism to get the new Green Deal. Um, they use these crises. Uh, now, who was famous for saying, you know, don't let a crisis go to waste? Wrong to man. capitalize. And to destroy the civil rights movement of the past. Yeah. And, and these riots, they're a powder keg in the making. And the left yeah. is becoming desperate because of Donald Trump. They don't know what to do because their plan is not falling into place. And at two days after Floyd uh, George Floyd died, and that was tragic. I'm not making light of that. Uh, Right. The Sunrise Movement were calling their followers to riot. It's a unicorn riot, the Sunrise Movement. And they're calling young followers to action. Chaos is organized, and burning is planned. Don't let anybody be fooled that these people do not have this well-scripted. They're following uh, their goal, and their goal is to abolish police. Their goal is to abolish everything uh, that we know is normal for a civilized society, and they don't give a shit. They got funds to riot and bail out thanks to these Hollywood uh, alleged stars that, oh, my God, their opinions are so revered in the – in the uh, left-wing agenda. I, I mean, even Omar and her married boyfriend were in the protest uh, in Minneapolis. Facial recognition caught them. They caught the daughter promoting uh, this destruction. Um, 
and all them politicians are promoting these riots. Don't be fooled. Yeah. They stand no, I, for nothing good at all. It's true. And, it's and very the, true. The, the Sunrise Movement was used uh, by the George Floyd death to promote riots all over the U.S. It's, it's a communist revolution, and that's what they do. And that stupider than a rock, AOC, was involved in the call with the, sunset, uh, the Sunrise uh, Movement, um, talking about the New Green Deal and how to put it forward with all this stuff. Um, you know, and, and why was George Floyd's video allowed to circulate on media? Why was that? I, I mean, this is gross. This is not something that everybody should have been exposed to. You, you know, as a cop, a retired cop, I found, find this extremely offensive. And, and, you know, they think the other cops that were involved in this, they're not going to be charged or the charges won't stick, and this is going to bring in a whole nother cycle of rioting, and guess when this will hit? Right before election. So. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, Carlo, you, Carlo. You know, I'm, 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 I'm following this. Carlo, I'm doing my research, and I don't come yeah. on your show, Rory, just to talk BS. I come on your show to show some facts about people that are trying to take down this country take down our great leader, Donald Trump, and, you know, just think of this. Let's just say the election goes through, and there's not a clear winner. Do you know Nancy Pelosi could end up as president? Lord, hey, Lord, Lord, Carlo, Lord, Lord, help us. Carlos, stay with us. Carlos, stay with us. Lord, help us, though, man. Lord, help us. Um, I mean, could you imagine – but stay with us. We got a lot to get into. I, I do want to introduce to the show, uh, and we we got we're getting to a lot of people tonight. I promise you, everybody. Um, and Carlo, I will I will be getting back to you. Uh, stay with us. Um, I want to welcome right now. I believe he is on the line. We have best-selling author and professor Dr. Jerome Hewler. How are you, sir? Welcome to the show. Uh, that's fine. Are you hearing me? Okay. I am hearing you very well. Welcome. Very good. Last name is pronounced Hyla, uh, spelled H-U-Y-L-E-R, but pronounced as if the U wasn't in it. It's an Ellis okay. Island thing. Yeah. Oh, very, very nice. Okay. Gotcha. Well, welcome. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You've uh, lived quite the life. You've, you've uh, you know, got a, an impressive resume, and I know you're doing some cool stuff nowadays. Uh, I was an assistant professor of political science and moral philosophy at Seton Hall University in New Jersey uh, till my retirement. Uh, I'm the author of Locke in America, meaning John Locke, of course, Locke in America, the moral philosophy of the founding era. So I know something about the founding principles and exactly how limited, limited government was meant to be. I'm also the author of a book called um, Everything You Have, The Case Against Welfare, and the title Everything You Have comes from a statement of President Gerald Ford in 1976 when he said, a government that is big enough to give you anything you want 
is big enough to take than you have. I slapped that on the cover of the book, and it is a case against corporate and social welfare, and such a nationwide grassroots movement would bring this country back to the principles upon which it was founded. Uh, I have been listening now for about a, a half hour, maybe a little more, to the conversation you've had, and um, my take is a little different, not that there's anything that you said that I would disagree with or your guest, um, but this whole thing is a phenomenal distraction. Uh, Of course, it has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. It has everything to do with the radical left's hostility toward capitalism and toward America, the greatest exponent of capitalism, and that is really the target. Uh, As you have said, this George Floyd murder, as atrocious as it was, was just a trigger mechanism, nothing more to accomplish what was planned by the Sunrise Movement, by Momentum, uh, by Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Occupy, and all of the radicals who were brought up from our universities. Uh, And that's where, also as you uh, have mentioned, that is where this whole cancer uh, begins. In the Ivy League universities that train the next generation of rank-and-file college professors who in turn put out the next generation of prof- uh, professors, uh, t- grade school, high school teachers, playwrights, authors, lawyers, judges, all of the cultural leaders, and they all come out of the same colleges, Democrat, Republican, and the, the politicians, of course, come out of the same educational system, which for a few generations uh, has been operating on three basic principles, propaganda, indoctrination, um, that's enough right there, and uh, censorship is a third, propaganda, indoctrination, and censorship. The indoctrination begins very early in grade school where everything in the world that could ever be, that America could ever be accused of, they are accused of, and that's the only history lessons that are taught. In college, it begins with the widest selling text in American history, Howard Zinn's A People History of the United States, and there again, that, that almost any millennial you speak to will be able to quote, chapter and verse from Howard Zinn's book, and all it is is a diatribe that finds nothing whatsoever good about America uh, and criticizes every aspect of American foreign policy, domestic policy, the whole history. So all these people who are rioting, basically malcontents, just a whole slew of malcontents, dissatisfied with the course of their own lives, jealous and envious of all those who have succeeded in our society through their own hard work, and that's what they want to break down. That's what they want to destroy. Um, What I started to say is that my 
point of view is that this whole mess that we are now in and all yeah. of the capitulators and, and, and peasers who are giving in, who are caving in to the radical demands and their protests, all that constitutes a horrible distraction for really, really important things that the country needs to get through uh, and needs to um, recognize and deal with, such as what will very shortly be a $27 trillion accumulated public debt with one plus, one plus trillion dollar budget deficits into the foreseeable future, uh, with Social Security going bankrupt now by 2028, and with the incredible loss of revenue uh, that has been chalked up since the pandemic and the enforced lockdown, um, that could even come sooner. A complete disaster for the country. So in other words, these fiscal things are something that have to be addressed. We have to attend to. We have to put politicians in public office, show the establishment polls of both parties the door, and send honest lawmakers uh, to Washington to cut programs, close agencies, and shrink the size and expense of government. And instead of dealing with that kind of problem, which we desperately need to deal with, here we are talking about the takeover of a major urban city, a couple, uh, Minneapolis and Seattle, uh, and thank heavens Atlanta didn't follow suit. They have a wonderful mayor there. Uh, and um, so this distraction is really hurting us. I just did a piece um, uh, on my Facebook group, the American Declaration, commend all listeners, uh, go on to that and join the group called um, uh, a, a piece I just did, A Taste of Tyranny with an Anarchy Chaser. So here we have a tremendous horrible one-two punch that first the taste of tyranny with this lockdown with people being forced to shut it in place um with uh weddings canceled and i used to be in the industry i know what it does not just to caterers not just to musicians to djs to photographers videographers limousine companies um really taking the freedom away from all of us using the pandemic, basically, as we're beginning to learn, as a complete excuse, something that was unnecessary. Um, and, uh, and right after taking our freedoms away willy-nilly, not even by acts of legislatures, but by executive orders of governors and mayors all over the country, mainly Democrats, um, here we have, uh, after a taste of anarchy, we have a chaser, uh, a taste of tyranny, a chaser of anarchy. And my only hope is that the American people have gotten scared out of their wits over how easy it was for their freedoms to be taken away by overbearing governors and mayors. And right after that, how their safety and security was taken away, coddling anarchists. Um, right, and I just right, hope right. that will wake enough Americans up to begin yeah. getting enraged and engaged in politics right. 
in time for November's election. Amazing. Wow. What? Dude, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, I had some stuff to ask you, but that was that was quite the that was quite the uh, speech right there. Um, I, I want I want you to stay with us. I, man, I love. I, we need to make you a regular, man. You've got uh, quite the knowledge. I, I'm loving every every second of what you said. Uh, how how can people get connected with you? How can people get involved? Um, as I say, my Facebook group is called the American Declaration. Anybody who uh, asks to join will be approved, and you will see uh, scores of my posts um, on many topics and much more fundamental, not dealing necessarily with the daily uh, results, although I have plenty commentary about that. I've just <laughs> given you some uh, cold nice. from a number of different posts I've done, but also uh, so important for us to really return to the founding principles right. and ask no, very, very basic questions as to what kind of country the founders believed they were establishing, what kind of government, how limited government should be, and right. there are plenty of my posts which explain how we compromised those founding principles right from the right. very beginning and how we got from those early days to this day here with demands for rent control and free tuition and forgiveness of student loan debt, universal health care, not just rent control, um, but free housing, a guaranteed annual income, on and on and on. What, doctor? Doc, I love everything you're saying. Um, stay with us if you can. Um, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, everybody, this is the Rory Sodder Show. We will be right back. Stay with us. Yep. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Fridays, the home of endless absence. Endless absence every night, 9 p.m. to close. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. 
she's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people add changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, newer, worse, harder blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are, and we are back. The Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to it 25 countries on 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. I do want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. We have uh, retired Army Green Beret, sir, and best-selling author, calling us from Afghanistan, actually, Ryan Hendrickson. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing good. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you well. Ryan, welcome, man. First time on the show. Tell us a little, a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm uh, like you said. I I retired out of seventh um, group in uh, January, and then I took up a uh, contracting job. Uh, come back over here uh, within I don't know uh, about a month of retirement. Uh, I was right right back over here where I uh, where I left off in the uh, in 2019. So yeah, I guess uh, either a glutton for punishment or I just really enjoy it. Now, now tell us about the environment over there right now. Obviously, you know, Trump want, really wants to get us out of there. I think we're making progress. I think, you know, obviously it's overdue. I, you know, I, I think he's in talks or in negotiations, but what's the overall kind of situation? Give us the rundown. Um, as much as I can really go into it, it's, uh, it's, it's fragile. It's, it's something that I, haven't seen here um i've been here seven times seven deployments and um it's it, it's definitely different uh covid is um it's it's kind of it's it's ramping up and and showing uh showing what it can do to uh uh technically third world country um but it's uh yeah it's 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 definitely different it's fragile um i i can tell you that uh 
that the uh, the leadership over here is doing doing an amazing job at um, at keeping the force safe and while um, juggling the uh, peace negotiations and everything like that, um, I it's just they're they're definitely doing a very very good job in a environment and a situation that I don't think anybody could really wrap their head around. Right, and so so give us kind of the, um, you know, the agenda, like the the day to day operations. Like, what what's your everyday look like over there? Well, right now, right now, because of COVID, um, we're just uh, we're we're pretty much holding holding still until we um, <clears throat> until there's some some type of um, answer to um, the virus that's going around. And, um, so that's, that, that's basically what's, um, day to day is just pretty much normal operations, but we're conducting it from, from the fobs and, uh, and trying to enable the, um, the Juro forces the best we can just, um, staying, you know, health minded and, um, pretty much on base until further notice. And, and is it, um, in terms of over there, I mean, we've been over there for almost 20 years. I mean, do you, I mean, your, your thoughts on, on the, the, how it's, you know, is there still conflict? I mean, or people pretty much leaving each other alone. I mean, we don't really hear much about Afghanistan that often. Yeah. I, I can't really dive too much into that. I could tell people that if you're curious on, um, exactly what's going on over here it's definitely something worth getting on to um you know to uh external news sources as far as like tolo or 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 something like that and just just kind of kind of looking up (laughs) what's going what's actually taking place over here um i don't really think it's i don't really think i'm of liberty to go into you know numbers or anything like that but i definitely know that there's plenty of open source uh, media reporting on um, the what the Taliban are doing and Jero's uh, response and everything like that. But yeah, I I, I don't really want to dive too much into that because I don't really know my left and right lanes as far as I'm um, talking about it. No, I I, I hear you. I hear you. No, and and I, and I really want to say thank you for your service. You guys are the real heroes. And and what do you guys what do you guys do on a daily basis? Like what do you guys hang out? What do you, you guys you know, watch TV, play games. Like what, what, what's, I mean, obviously you guys have your usual drills and rituals, but uh, like what, what's, how does like the, you know, the schedule go like right now, especially when you don't have much to do because of the COVID. Uh, we, we fill it in with training. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's never a smart move to assume that your enemy is going to play by the rules that were put on the table and to right. it's never a smart move to sit back and become complacent. That is, right. that's actually, um, that's very, that, that that's a very, very dangerous mindset. And so, yep. um, continuing, continuing to train, continuing the um, security of the fob, um, and the personnel on it, you know, that's that, believe it or not, it, it may sound weird, but it, it takes up majority of the day. 
when, when was the last when was the last like at like sort of action you guys seen like any sort of combat stuff was it within the last couple of weeks would you say um as as far as them against the american forces yeah um it now that that they've definitely um uh the taliban has definitely done its part as far as um, trying to adhere to the peace agreement and the reduction in violence with U.S. forces. Um, again, you know, I have to equate that to to the leadership and um, the people at the peace agreement in Doha. Um, so right. they've definitely done their part. Um, I would say, you know, as far as what you guys could look up um, online, uh, that it would have been the January attack on the seven special forces guys. But that's, you know, that's all open source. But if uh, listeners want to know more about it, definitely just Google it, and uh, you'll you'll see. And and I by the by the way, I, I loved your uh, Seahawks flag in your Facebook profile. I, I'm from Seattle, so I'm a big Seahawks fan. So love that. I, but tell us about your book. Tell us about. I know you wrote a book, and uh, you know it's getting a lot of good attention, and uh, people are liking it, and it tells a good story. Uh, explain that. So actually, it, it it didn't really start off as a book. It um, I I had you know been through some stuff, and I I stepped on an IED in uh, 2010, and so you know I I dealt with uh, my fair share of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess issues um, that go you know that go along with it, but I it wasn't anything to to really you know, I didn't want counseling or anything like that. I just don't work well in that environment, but I had a, um, there was a chaplain at group who he had, uh, you know, as we were talking, cause, um, I've been to Afghanistan. I, I got blown up in 2010. Um, I had my leg reattached and then I went back to Afghanistan in 12, uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, and now 20. Um, and so, uh, I, through those deployments, you know, I, I was dealing with my own stuff and, um, he, uh, he had mentioned, he said, well, one of my biggest issues was as we talk things through, it's just, it's just dead air. The minute you go somewhere and I go somewhere, we forget about it. And then I come back and it's, you know, it's an issue again. He said, well, have you ever thought about writing it out? Like, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't write. I, I, I shoot guns and I, I blow shit up, stuff like that. And he's like, well, you know, it's a, it's an option. Just give it a try. So 2017 deployment in Afghanistan, um, I, I decided to, you know, just to start typing away a little bit and one page turned to two to 10 to 15 to 20. And then it's next thing I know, I'm, I'm hundreds of pages in just pouring it all out. So done with, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of closed the computer screen three or four months later um, after just writing and, um, my intention was to pretty much just leave it on my computer or delete it, but that was a lot of work I put into it. So I had some people, um, that I really trust, um, some good, you know, friends that, you know, wouldn't say anything, take a look at it. And, and they, and they said, Hey man, you, you should have somebody actually look at this. This is, this is something that could reach a lot of people. So, uh, through some trial and error, and, and uh, getting scammed by a few uh, quote-unquote editors, I actually was pointed in the direction of one person out of San Diego, California, Mike Yorkie. And yeah. um, 
with, without taking any money, with the upfront, nothing like that. He said, hey, man, I, I think we have something here, and I, I would like to help you. You know, I'd like to edit it and it. turn it into – Turn it into something, it. something for people to read that's, and. No, I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I love it. I, I know. I think that's that, that's that's a really, and the fact that somebody took a chance and I I, I hate to cut the conversation short, but I I do got to get on to my next guest. But I love your story. How? Uh, where can everybody find the book? Where can everybody get involved? I have a Instagram page. It's um, it's actually Tip of the Spear RMH, and then um. Okay. My Facebook page is uh, Ryan Henderson, and it's it's me and in Wardak, Afghanistan, with a Seahawks flag. So I love it. It's hard to miss, but um, yeah, if, if anybody Googled "Tip of the Spear" um, by Sergeant First Class Ryan Henderson, it it pop up right there. And uh, and yeah, if you guys, if anybody wants to read it, um, great. I just uh, I hope they get a little something from it because uh, I feel that it's it addresses a lot of the issues that we face today. Number one being the choice people make to become victims. Um, they don't, victimization is a choice. It is. It absolutely is. It it absolutely is. And um, I really appreciate you being with us. Stay on if you want. We've got a, a little longer left in the show. I do got to get to the next guest though, but let's make it, let's get you back on more often. Yeah, that sounds good. I actually got to hop off and uh, and get up and start start moving about getting going. But I, I I really I really appreciate you guys having me on. I do. All right, man. Well, well, let's get you back soon, okay? Hey, God bless America. God bless you, man. Thank you for your service. Um, I do want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. We have business mogul and political consultant Craig Berkman. Craig, how are you? I'm fine. How are you, Roy? Doing very well, man. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Um, I, uh, you know, obviously your first time on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You lived quite the life. Well, I've been very blessed to have been born in the United States and uh, served the country in the military during the Vietnam conflict. I had the privilege of becoming a a co-founder of one of the major technology companies in the world. When we started it uh, in the 1960s, it was a a new idea. And today it's the 182nd largest corporation in America. It's been publicly traded on NASDAQ. The name of the company is Applied Materials, which is uh, still headquartered in Silicon Valley and has major facilities in communities like Austin, Texas, and we're involved in over 90 countries around the world. Also had the uh, privilege of being involved with a number of other things in the entrepreneurial world, and had a had a uh, teacher in high school that told us that um, you know living in a free country, um, a lot of people paid a price for that, and that we should, in order if we're going to be a, a citizen of the country, we owed it to the country to be involved in our communities. And uh, following her advice. Uh, got involved in the world of politics and served as a chairman of two or three presidential campaigns in the state that I lived in and uh, had the privilege of being on a first-name basis with six U.S. presidents. So um, I'm very, I'm a blessed guy. <laughs> Let me put it that way. What? Wow, man. What's presidents? The first president I had the privilege of meeting was uh, 
Dwight David Eisenhower, he had left office, and then Richard Nixon, um, Gerald Ford, um, Ronald Reagan, and uh, George Herbert Walker Bush and George W. Bush. And uh, George Herbert Walker Bush and I were very good friends, and uh, um, so those are the six presidents that I've had the privilege of knowing. Nice, man. So t- tell us about t- tell us about George uh, Herbert Herbert Walker Bush. You guys were close, and what kind of guy was he? Obviously, uh, a lot of people seem to like him. Well, he was a remarkable human being. Um, there's not a person in the world that wouldn't have loved to have had him as a neighbor. Um, he cared for people. He was a leader in everything that he did. Um, you know, he was the youngest naval pilot uh, to be in the Navy uh, during the World, Second World War. He was shot down and uh, miraculously rescued. Uh, probably was the most well-prepared person to become president, given the assignments that he'd had. He served in Congress. Uh, he was the U.N. ambassador to the United, United Nations, uh, chairman of the Republican National Committee, head of the CIA, our first envoy to China when after President Nixon opened up China. And, of course, he served his eight years as vice president under Ronald Reagan and uh, was a terrific, in my view, um, and history, I think, will continue to give him additional accolades. When you think about how the end of the Cold War occurred without a firing of a shot, all of that transition occurred on, under his watch when, you know, he worked with the, Mr. Gorbachev, uh, who began his dialogue with President Reagan. Um, and the president had a wonderful friend that he met uh, who assisted him in that, and that was James A. Baker, who was a terrific Secretary of State and Secretary of the Treasury under Ronald Reagan and uh, the first Chief of Staff when Mr. Reagan became President of the United States in 1980. So not only was the President a terrific person, but his dear wife, uh, uh, Mrs. Bush, was a, a remarkable person, and you can see the kind of wonderful family and uh, legacy they left with not only their children, but their grandchildren, and what would now be some great-grandchildren. <clears throat> and so, so let me ask you this: in, in all your in all your years of, of of being involved with politics, have you ever seen anything so hostile, so radical, so out of control? I mean, you and I were kind of talking about this a little earlier today on the phone. I mean, what's going on out there, man? Well, I've seen one. I lived through one thing not that dissimilar to some to some extent. You had a huge number of people who were against the Vietnam conflict, and um, if you have listeners that were living at that period of time, uh, most of the U.S. military, when they came back from Vietnam, they were not given the kind of welcome that. Our troops were after World War One or World War Two or even Korea. Um, so the U.S. military really did not have the respect that it enjoys today uh, during the Vietnam War, and there were a lot of protests in the streets. Uh, there were there was a student killed, you know, by the National Guard in Ohio at Kent State. You had uh, the University of California at Berkeley was kind of viewed as a hotbed of protest. Uh, 
you had the Black Panthers, you had the you know Students for Democratic Society. You had a number of organizations that, in some respects, are somewhat reminiscent of Antifa today. The only other thing that uh, seems, from a history historical perspective, to be close to where, and ho- hopefully this it won't come to this, but uh, some of the things that are going on now were kind of the macro issues that led, it, frankly, to the American Civil War, which was a war that we fought that we lost more people than any other conflict in the history of our nation. And I guess it goes back, if I can look at it from a a really macro historical perspective, Uh, when you see the kind of evil that took place uh, with Mr. Floyd being the victim, that seemed to galvanize an entire nation. But then other forces of evil moved in to capitalize on that, and when you see the kind of destruction that's taken place and, frankly, the loss of life um, of innocent people as well as police officers, um, millions and millions and millions of buildings and small businesses destroyed, uh, many if not most of them in um, the poorest areas of our communities, whether it's Minneapolis, um, what's going on in Seattle, the human condition really hasn't moved forward very much if you look at it from that perspective. But on the other hand, we have come an enormous, we've made enormous progress in the United States since the end of the Jim Crow era, which really ended with the nonviolent leadership of Martin Luther King and the passage of the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act in 1965. You know, we had a segregated military during World War II. It's the most most uh, integrated and respected institution in America today is the U.S. military. So yeah, it's a long answer to your question, but those are some of the right, thoughts. Right. I no, I, no, I hear you. I wanted to ask you about a couple of things. You know, you, you're the former officer of America's 182nd largest company. You're also the chair at the Free at Last Coalition. Tell us about those two situations. Those are, that's some big stuff right there. And you invest well, in a lot ma- of stuff. Applied materials really um, changed the world in the sense that the, the core definition of what we did was something called vapor deposition, which is a fancy word for saying that we figured out a way to automate the coating of the basic substrates of electronics, which are, you know, that's why they're called semiconductors. And we're the largest capital equipment supplier in the world today for the semiconductor industry, the flat panel display industry. Flat panel displays are the things you have on your cell phone, you know, the smart TVs that we all look at, and then also solar panels. And uh, as a result of um, the genius of Mike McNeely, who was really the catalyst that brought everybody together, uh, you know, we've been able to employ thousands and thousands of people around the world had high-quality jobs, and virtually everything that's occurred from space, the military, medicine, uh, communications has had, applied materials has had a major role in impacting that. The Free at Last Coalition uh, began a couple of years ago, and at a time when today 
you know, the president was in Dallas to talk about, along with Attorney General Bill Barr, uh, about how do we come through this uh, very difficult time with what we've just gone through that others and you have talked about on the show tonight. Um, Attorney General made, I thought, some very key points. He uh, he pointed out that we were really a racially divided nation until the 1960s. And so in spite of all the complaints that people have about the nation today, you know, the crime rate has been cut in half since he was the Attorney General under George Herbert Walker Bush. This is his second time around as, as the uh, Attorney General of the United States. And... Right. Uh, <clears throat> But he said you really don't have an opportunity as a, as a free person, a man or a woman, irrespective of, of race, gender, creed, if there's not economic opportunity. And we clearly know the kind of economy we had uh, before COVID-19 occurred. You don't really have true freedom unless you have a quality education that, that gives you the skills to be able to compete successfully in an increasingly right. uh, diverse world. Number three, uh, so, historically we had a lot of moral discipline when it comes from the community of faith, and last but not least, yeah. we look to law yeah. enforcement for our safety. It's so, so true. It's a- Craig, it's so, absolutely true. Craig, I, Craig, so, I could talk to you all. Craig, I could talk to you all day. I, I got to get to one last person before we end the show. Uh, I want to get you back though as a regular. I want to get. I, I, I think you would bring great value to the show. Let's definitely get you on here often. Um, tell everybody well, where they can I, connect with you. Well, if they can contact us at the free at lastcoalition.org, would you be yeah. kind enough to give me 30 seconds just to basically say that if Quick, we're going to yeah, remove... Okay, if we're going to remove statues, uh, Statuary Hall had to do with the Civil War. It's time to get the last legal justification for human slavery which is still embodied, ironically, in the 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution. And if we, yeah. if we, this would be a time to amend the 13th Amendment that would uh, basically end uh, what is really slavery and involuntary servitude that impacts 3 million people in the United States as we speak, and most of them right. are people of color. And uh, if you go to our website, the freeatlastcoalition.org, it will give you a lot Perfect. of detail as to what I just try to summarize here well i love it i love it i love it um i love everything you're doing thank you uh stay with us uh, i do want to uh welcome to the show i believe he's with us right now we have founder of 40 day wealth llc evan w turk evan what's up buddy thank you thank you i appreciate you uh having me on the show how are you doing i'm doing very well evan welcome tell us a little bit about yourself I am a lawyer, and uh, I've been in finance, gosh, I'm getting a little old. I've been in it since 1999, and we created a company um, called 40 Day Wealth recently, which took a lot of what I do in philanthropy and protecting people from uh, the craziness of society right now and protecting wealth and finding ways to give a lot back to charity and to causes that are near and dear to people's hearts in a way that is much more effective and uh, long-term. So 
we started this actually during the COVID-19 um, situation because as a lawyer um, down here in Palm Beach, uh, the courthouse was closed. So it was a way of, uh, you know, I guess divine intervention as I feel that this was something that uh, was on my plan for quite some time, but you never have enough time in life to get anything done. And I looked at the terrific situation and I felt like now is the time. If I don't do it now, I would never do it. And uh, I'm grateful that we have, we have nine employees now uh, throughout the country and uh, I serve as the general counsel for the company. Amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. Um, so, t- so tell us, tell us about this. So, your reaction to everything that's going on, you know, with Corona, with riots, with all that stuff. My reaction is, you know, it, it's amazing. It's like uh, the assassination of JFK. You could come up with incredible um, reasons and conspiracies, but you know what you're being provided cannot possibly be candid. And it's just amazing how many people are willing to stay in the house for certain things, yet um, other things such as rioting, um, how government has failed us big time and most importantly, in those big blue states, they failed. And you're seeing the hypocrisy uh, over and over again to the point where it has gone so overboard that you don't even know where to start. It's like seeing their house get completely looted. And now you're back from vacation. Your house just got completely looted and it's every room in the house has been destroyed and you don't even know where to start. That's what it feels like for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely ludicrous. And and tell us, so you're working, I know you're working on some late, some of the late, you have some projects lately you've been working on. Tell us about that. I know you got some stuff in the works. So what we ended up doing is there have been, now, let me take a step back. As an attorney, I was dealing with wealth in various forms, primarily yeah. finding ways, best ways to protect people from yeah. you know, just making bad decisions or from being vulnerable to losing their life savings in lawsuits. Yeah. And a lot of what I realized my clients wanted was to find a way to provide for their family as well as to provide a way to find a solution to provide and give back to causes that are near and dear to their hearts. And a lot of what I was doing, I felt my hands were tied because as a lawyer, it's a business like any other business, but as an attorney, the business model is set up so that you sell a strategy, predominantly a document, whether it's a trust or a family limited partnership, um, whatever it may be. And sometimes, or most of the time, 
if you could explain financial strategies, couple that with philanthropy, you have a much yes. better solution, and it helps a lot more. Um, you know, people that are near and dear to you, not only family members, but to causes that are close right. to your heart. Right. And, and how you're absolutely right. And how do people get involved? How do people find you? How do people connect with you? Well, they can go on my website. It's 40daywealth.com. So it's www.440daywealth.com. And there's a lot of information on that website. And there's my phone number and the people a part of our team. We're doing webinars um, on, you know, twice a month on Wednesdays. They're 40-minute webinars. Um, they are not only about what we're doing as a company, but we have a lot of interesting guests. Um, we try not to make it political, but it always tends to be. But we have right. a lot of NFL players that have been on um, and Not. we have some very interesting people that are going to be uh, on. And I would like to have you on as one of our guests one of these days. I would, I would love that. And, and let's get you on here regularly. Let's make you a regular. I only got about a minute left in the show, but um, I, I definitely want to get you on here often because I like everything you're doing. I thank you. I really appreciate it. And uh, I was amazed by the quality of guests that you have on this show and, uh, Glad to be a part of it. So thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. Um, everybody, it's been a fantastic show tonight. I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors and audience. I love you all. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I will talk to you all very, very soon. Stay safe. Stay responsible. Stay strong. Until next time, I'm Rory Sodder. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Cheers.